Hi, I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Here's the podcast for the Jeremiah Johnston Show. And don't forget, if you want your question read on the live show, go ahead and send it to me at www.askjjj.com. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hey, Dr. John. Hello. Uh, hello. Uh, well, since you guys are Christian thinkers. Sorry, I just want to leave that question. I wanted to get your input on that. Sure, appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. That's my question. Thanks a bunch. Thank you. Welcome to the Jeremiah Johnston Show, combining cutting-edge biblical scholarship with meaningful, thought-provoking discussions and practical answers to your questions. It's time to own your faith and be a Christian thinker with our host, author, Bible scholar, apologist, and president of the Christian Thinker Society, Dr. Jeremiah Johnston. Hey, it's great to have you joining us today on the Jeremiah Johnston Show. Friends, we have a great program teed up for you. Um, I have long admired the ministry of Dr. Michael Youssef. Uh, For many years, um, my mentor, my grandfather, John Wesley Johnston, um, God bless him. He went home to heaven in 2017. He was a mentor of mine, a great encouragement to me to go into ministry and an even stronger proponent and encouragement for me to go the scholarship route. Uh, but my grandpa, would he would critique my sermons in the early days. Um, he would always give me such wonderful insights about how to be a more effective communicator of God's word. And in so doing, he said, Jeremiah, you want to listen to great preachers of the gospel. You want to listen to people who are faithful with the whole counsel of God. And many years ago, he introduced me to the preaching and teaching ministry of Dr. Michael Youssef at Leading the Way. And can you believe he's joining us today on the program? Isn't it interesting how God works? Little did I know um, a couple decades ago that when I was listening to Dr. Michael Youssef preach on prayer, I'll never forget a certain message on prayer that really ministered to me to have a stronger prayer life. Little did I know uh, years later I would be having him on this program on Faith Radio Network and the Jeremiah Johnston Show. I want to talk to him today because he he has a fascinating new book. It's just been released called Counting Stars in an Empty Sky, Trusting God's Promises for Your Impossibilities. Uh, Beyond just my own admiration for Dr. Youssef's ministry, the reason I want to engage him in dialogue today is really out of the cut and thrust of the 30,000 questions that I've received at Christian Thinker Society. My number two most frequently asked question out of those 30,000 is this question from Christians of all denominations who ask, what do I do if God seems silent? I mean, I feel like God's on mute. I feel, someone once said, I feel, Jeremiah, like God's unfollowed me or unfriended me on Facebook. I just, I can't reach him. I'm not hearing from him like I once did. And so they doubt. And Dr. Youssef, uh, his book speaks to that very question, how we respond to the silence of God by trust and obey, trusting in God's promises. And he takes it, what I love about all of his ministry, but he takes this right out of the important stories in the Old Testament centered on the person of Abraham and Sarah, trusting God. So right there, you can understand why the title of the book is Counting Stars in an Empty Sky. We have him for the entire program today. He's being very generous with his time. I also want to talk to him because um, in, in every sense of the word, he's leading the way in Christian broadcasting. They're broadcasting on 195 different languages. It's amazing um, how God is using this dear man to speak the words of truth 13,000 times a week to millions and millions of people. Um, we're going to hear all about that. I'm, I'm inquisitive of how it all began. I want to hear the architecture of how leading the way began. Um, how he got into ministry is another question that I want to discuss. And I hope that in hearing these biographical details, 
that you'll know wherever you're at today, wherever you're listening to us on Faith Radio Network or the podcast afterwards, you'll know that little is much when God's in it, ladies and gentlemen. You might be the head stacker of chairs or the head setup teardown crew. Your job might be to clean the baptistry this weekend. Just be faithful and you obey God. You trust his promises in your life and you watch how he opens doors for your life and your ministry. It's an exciting thing when you're finally on the playing field, trusting God, serving him with all your heart and mind. It's a blessing to do that. Uh, We've got a great program teed up. This is the Jeremiah Johnston Show. You're listening to Faith Radio Network and coming up, holding right now on the line, Dr. Michael Youssef. It'll be a joy to welcome him to this show for the very first time. I'm hoping it's the first of many more to come. Friends, uh, stay with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Johnson Show. We're delighted to have you joining us across Faith Radio Network in the Central and Eastern Time Zone, wherever you're listening from. If you're listening on one of our terrestrial stations or through Amazon Alexa or on the app or uh, after the fact, uh, if you're binging a podcast right now, however you're getting this program, you are going to be blessed. You know, our mission at Christian Thinker Society is to inspire Christians to be thinkers and thinkers to become Christian, to honor the great commandment of Matthew uh, 27, where Jesus said, as asked, what's the greatest commandment? by the Pharisees. They were trying to trap him. And in the companion passage in Mark chapter 12, and you remember Jesus changes the Shema. He says, love God with your heart, your soul. And this is where he tweaks it a little bit. He said, love God with your mind. And that's what this program is all about. And friends, to that end, we have a dynamic Christian thinker joining us today, a hero of mine, Dr. Michael Youssef. Dr. Youssef, thank you so much for joining us on Faith Radio Network for this program. So honored to be with you, Jeremiah. What a what a privilege uh, to uh, be on this uh, uh, <laughs> really <laughs> legacy uh, station. And uh, indeed, uh, your program is very, very popular. Well, Dr. Youssef, uh, just hearing your voice brings tears to my eyes because my grandfather, my late grandfather, who just went to heaven, he was born in 1927. He read his Bible through every 10 and a half weeks. And a World War II vet had it down to the very day he would read it through every 10 and a half weeks. He listened to your radio program leading the way every single day. And my grandfather, John Wesley Johnston, gave me your tapes many years ago, way before I ever went into scholarship or ministry. And I feel like you greatly impacted my prayer life, listening to your wonderful sermons on prayer. So just hearing your voice brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> well, thank you, Jeremiah. What an honor to be with you. Praise God. I'll tell you, it's just, uh, it's, it's humbling to even hear this. Friends, Dr. Youssef has a wonderful new book, and if you're not familiar with him, you need to be, and we're going to be talking about that today throughout our discussion, his new book, Counting Stars in an Empty Sky, Trusting God's Promises for Your Impossibilities, uh, put out by our good friends at Baker Publishing. And if you do not have a Dr. Michael Youssef shelf in your Christian library, you need to clear out whatever is on the shelf, and you need to add all of his books uh, to your library. This just happens to be his latest. I have so many questions that I want to ask Dr. Youssef. Um, Dr. Youssef, you, you yourself have a Ph.D. You're a wonderful exegete. Can you set the context for us of this book? Because... I think due to our historical distance and due to our geographical ignorance, so many Americans have never been out of the country, when God calls Abram 
from Ur of the Chaldeans, we do not realize that this momentous act of faith, when he follows God, would cause him to go 1,500 miles away. Can you set the context of this momentous act of faith and how it relates to your new book, Counting Stars in an Empty Sky? When you think about it, this 4,000, nearly 4,000 years ago. So, I mean, they were very slow camels back then. And uh, the 1,500 miles is a long, long way. But by the way, it's about the same distance that the Magis have traveled to come to greet the king who was born in Bethlehem, the wow. Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. And it's. Um, you know, of course, Abraham paved the way. This was 2000, almost 1,800 years later, but uh, but here he is, did not know where he's going. And uh, and now, of course, even if we don't travel, we see things on television. We know where right. the countries are. We have maps. They had nothing. They had absolutely nothing. Just think about it. And all you heard is just God saying to him once to go, and, and he didn't even know. He didn't have a Bible, didn't have a Bible study, didn't have a pastor, didn't have a Bible study leader. I mean, he had nothing. God said, just get up, go. And uh, and so he said, okay, land I'm going to give you. I'm going to give to your descendants. And uh, he just gets up and, and goes. And uh, it, But I must admit, as you know from the book, it wasn't all rosy. And it wasn't right. all a bit of roses in, on the road there. It was a lot of trouble, a lot of difficulties, a lot of questioning, a lot of doubting, and a lot of repentance. And uh, so it's, 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 to me, the reason I do this is I want to show believers in the 21st century that these heroes of the faith have not been washed and cleansed and sent into a laundromat and ironed mm. and starched and then wrapped in cellophane and put on a pedestal and says, hey, be like these people. Mm. But we see the warts and all, and I am grateful. So that helped me to constantly rely on the grace of Jesus. Amen. And I, I think, too, from an apologetic standpoint, it really shows how the Bible smacks of authenticity. It doesn't hide some of these embarrassing narratives, does it, Dr. Youssef? Exactly. I mean, that is something, if I'm writing the Bible, and, I, and no, not me, but if some of these modern marketing pastors who really yeah. want to kind of give Jesus uh, <laughs> the household of seal of approval and, and really make him look, you know, or in the Bible. I mean, even they said, ditch the Old Testament if it's not fitting with your... But why? They, why ditch the Old Testament when the Old Testament is so honest and telling us about realities and about failures and about repentance and about grace and mercy? And uh, so... I am just so grateful the Bible was written back then. It's not now. <laughs> and and I, I totally agree. And friends, if you're just joining us, you're going to want to connect with Leading the Way on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And we're going to be discussing in our next segment just the ways in which the Holy Spirit is using this ministry far and wide. It's definitely a ministry that should be on your prayer list and your financial support. And, of course, be connecting with and using these great resources from Dr. Youssef. But this excellent new book, Dr. Youssef, can you talk about... Um, how this story of Abraham and your own personal testimony intertwine and really, I think, led you, from my understanding, to yeah. cast this book in such an excellent new light, these stories that perhaps some may be familiar with. Sure. Uh, I, you know, growing up in the Middle East, at least the first 19 years of my life, have gave me insights into the culture that uh, I assume a person who's never lived there or never experienced may not have, and so I felt the burden of responsibility, really, 
that beyond the amazing opportunity that God gave me for scholarship in Australia and here in the United States and so forth, and the wonderful opportunities that I had to study the Bible and to, 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 to um, in, in original languages and so forth and so forth, that in addition to that is, is my first-hand knowledge of the Middle East culture and yes. the history that I wanted to make a contribution to the evangelical community, to the believers, and even to non-believers, but just show, hey, you, if you fail, it's not the end of the way. It's not the end of the road. It's not a dead-end street. Abraham failed. You can turn right. just like he did. That's right, and I think that that is so helpful. It's such a reminder that we are the people who bring hope as Christian thinkers, as followers of Jesus, but not denying the human elements that the, I mean, when you think about it, I feel like God through Abraham, God taught Abraham promise what's coming. And then when you look at the whole Old Testament, it's looking towards the crucifixion. And then that beautiful event happens that brings us salvation. And really all of the New Testament now looks back at that singular event in such a unique way. Um, but Dr. Yusuf, I want you to talk about the, the promises in the Bible, because I, I love this, this, this tone of hope. So many who are listening to you right now across Faith Radio Network and the podcast, um, they have problems in their life. They hear about the thousands of promises of, in Scripture, and they just simply are struggling, Dr. Yusuf. They can't equate the problems in their life with the promises they see in Scripture, and so they doubt and they struggle. Sure, I understand that. And that comes from uh, not really taking the time and figuring out what are these promises all about. Because not all of the promises uh, that, that all, uh, are, are for everybody. And right. we have to be very careful. Uh, the naming it and claiming it group that, you know, just said, hey, it doesn't matter what it is. If you name it and then you claim it, it's yours. Well, that is really a falsehood because right. there are promises that are conditional promises. And that, and you got to meet the condition of the promise uh, before these promises become yours or you can even claim them uh, to That's become right. yours. And so that is why I delineate in the book, Counting Stars, I show what promises that are conditional, what promises are not conditional. It's like the theologians talk about common graces, you know, the yes. sun shines to the, on the righteous and the unrighteous. The rain comes for everybody. And so they're common graces that all of humanity experiences. And there's some promises all Christians experience. If you come to me, if you turn to me, repent and believe. With your uh, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. That's a promise, and uh, for everybody who would come to Christ. But there are certain promises that are really conditional. There are certain things that God asked me to do that He's not asking everybody to do, and mm. therefore I am under obligation to do what God is asking me to do, even though I may be the only one that He asked to do. So those are the important issues that must be understood from the scripture and that really doesn't come any other way other than spending time with the word of god uh, Amen. in intimacy with the word of god and daily with the word of god i give the i tell people you know everybody's happy to talk about tithing and i am more than tithe <laughs> so i'm just getting the disclaimer out of here but what about tithing your time hmm. uh, i tithe hmm. the money but then well, what about the time so i give the first fruit of the day I get up very early in the morning and give the first fruit of the day to the Lord, ministering to Him, praising Him, worshiping Him, adoring Him. And then 
upon that God accomplishes more in the hours left than before I used to do that. Mm, mm, so powerful. Friends, we're joined by Dr. Michael Youssef, who, of course, is founding pastor at the Church of the Apostles, and you probably recognize his voice. You've watched him on television through their dynamic international media ministry leading the way. I want to encourage you to get his brand new book, Counting Stars in an Empty Sky. Dr. Youssef, can you just set up, a, can you set up the story about when God tells Abraham to look up at the stars in the sky? I just love how you cast that in the book. Sure. Well, you know, here's a guy who has absolutely no children. He's getting old. His wife is getting old. It's even more than he's getting old because he obviously wasn't old enough that after Sarah died and he remarried, he produced some kids. So <laughs> it, it wasn't really probably in our modern day we say it wasn't his problem. Uh, but it was Sarah's. But nonetheless, they both were getting old, and Sarah was 90. And God says, I'm going to give you a child. And wait, wait a minute. We're not ready to set up a nursery. We're ready to go to the nursing home. <laughs> and, 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 yet, and yet God says, start counting stars because that's how you're descendants. And he'll say, God, how can – and then Sarah, bless her heart, try to help. And I really think it's something that a lot of believers misunderstand. Preachers don't really focus on it too. That Sarah, in giving him Hagar, her own maidservant, was really concerned about the honor of Abraham. Because a man's honor in that time of the world, that part of the world, and that time is, is having children. And he didn't have any children. So she wants to prove to the world that it was her problem, it's her fault. And so she did this in order to help him out. But the problem is she tried to help God out and created a mess in which we are suffering <laughs> even today. <laughs> That but is so God true. Said, count stars, because that's how many your descendants will be. And he started counting stars, but then nothing was happening. God, Ishmael, I said, oh, must be Ishmael. Ishmael is the guy. Let Ishmael live before you. He said, no, 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 no. You don't understand, Abraham. You're going to have a miraculous son of promise, a miraculous son, and he's going to come from Sarah. And so, as Paul argued in both Romans and Galatians, that all the... Uh, those who are in Christ Jesus are the spiritual descendants of Abraham. And in that regard, God has, because it, uh, Paul argued that it was it's not seeds in the plural, but seed in the singular. Mm. And so it's the Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore we, by faith, have become the true stars, the descendants of Abraham. So powerful, friends. He's Dr. Michael Youssef. We're joined today with the entire broadcast with him. We've got to step away for a 90-second break. We'll be right back with more questions discussing his new book, Counting Stars in an Empty Sky. Stay with us. This is Faith Radio Network. Back with Dr. Michael Youssef leading the way, the Church of the Apostles, one of the great exegetes, preachers of God's word. Um, he broadcast the world round. Um, you probably listened to his ministry through Leading the Way, and hopefully if you're in the Atlanta area, you have visited or you will visit the Church of the Apostles, such a dynamic church. Dr. Youssef, we're talking about your exciting new book, Counting Stars in an Empty Sky, Trusting God's Promises for Your Impossibilities. Dr. Youssef, how many promises are there in the Bible for Christians? 
Well, I'm going to tell you, but I just want to make sure that uh, all your listeners know that I didn't count them myself. (laughs) (laughs) But those who have, they talk about 365 promises in the Scripture. And that as if God says, hey, I'm going to give you one promise for every day. Not that all of us are doing this, but nonetheless, that is an incredible sovereignty of God that uh, he is promising us uh, all these blessings. And we are short-sighted sometimes. We don't know how or even willing to um, meet the conditions of some of these promises. But nonetheless, there are some specific promises that were given to specific people that are not for everybody. Uh, and you know that just have to be very uh, yes careful as you read the scripture and allow the Holy Spirit and then a, a good a good godly uh, commentator help you along the way so you'll understand and make sense of all that. But I am I am I am just so blessed of God that uh, my the promise uh, the promise for my ministry came before I was born. Uh, my family were godly, evangelical, Bible-believing family in Egypt. And uh, we are third-generation Protestants, but all of my ancestors were all Orthodox. So we didn't have any Arab back, Arabic background, mostly ancient Egyptian Coptic. And so when, when my mother was expecting me, I was number seven. Three different doctors have said, you cannot go through with that pregnancy. Your health will not support it. You may not wow. make it. But our pastor was a man really, uh, really practiced and lived holiness, not just preached it. I, I had the privilege of knowing him the first 12 years of my life. And um, mm. he came and said, look, I, I, the, the Lord has been disturbing me all night about this. Uh, and I know if anything happens to you, I'm going to live with this. But I believe he or she is going to come and serve the Lord. Well, our family are all business people, bankers and mm-hmm. mathematicians and economists, and we don't have any preachers wow. in our family. And so with that story basically being told to me by my mother, and she would say to me, I don't care how more successful than your brothers may, you may be. And by the way, I had one at 28 was a bank president. So I don't know how more successful I could have been, but he said (laughs) that would not be why I risked my life so you can be successful, but you came to serve God. And so as a result of that, I began to think about it. First of all, I tried to run away from the Lord because I didn't like the economic situations of pastors. And I said, I don't want to be one of those when my brother's all living up <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, so <laughs> I ran away. I thought, well, if I get, if I become a damaged goods, God may not, uh, you know, use me. But gracious heavenly Father, He grabbed me back, kicking and screaming. I tell people, if you go to Egypt, you seal the marks of my heels in the sands of Egypt. But he, <laughs> he, he literally brought me back in an amazing way, and I said, okay, Lord, I go anywhere, I do anything. And that from that time on, 50-plus years ago, I've been saying to him, so every time he called me to do something, the Holy Spirit kind of whispered in my ears, remember where you were when you said, I do anything, go anywhere? <laughs> this is mm. back in the 60s. Wow. And I say, okay, Lord, you show me that this is you and that's what you want to do. And that really happened in every aspect of my ministry. I did not want to be in the media. God literally dragged me into the media. I was telling the story this morning to our volunteers. Wow. And then I went to radio 31 years ago. Wow. And then 
my wife and I would joke. I have a redhead here. We've been married 48 years, and, uh, <laughs> and my redheaded Aussie wife, Australian wife, she would say, "Honey, you're going to be on television over my dead body." I said, "Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> Christian television just doesn't leave. Yeah, sadly, it's not. Yep. Uh, anyway, to, just to move on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a, a wonderful, godly man from." Chattanooga, Tennessee, First Presbyterian Church, one of the pioneers in Christian television, Ben Hayden. Yes, of course. He, he calls me on the phone. He says, I am driving from Chattanooga. Does the name mean anything to you? I said, oh, Ben, of course. I followed you through the years. He said, I'm coming. I'm driving down. i got to see you. It's very urgent. So he comes in and sits down, and he says, look, for two and a half years, God has been telling me to give you my television ministry. Wow. And I just sat back and I said, Ben, wow. I have a redhead at home who said you'd be over te on television ministry over my dead body. He said, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I got dragged, you know, not dragged, but I really, everything that came my way. And the same thing with Kingdom Sat. We sat this 10 years ago, this television station, 24-7, nearly 200 million homes in the Arabic-speaking world. That the same thing happened. In all four, God began to speak to me about this television dedicated to preaching the gospel, not pre-evangelism, not this program or that program, strictly evangelism, discipleship, apologetics, and it's in the Arabic language. Everything is translated into Arabic, even though we have some Western speakers. And we broadcast 12 hours of fresh programming every day, repeated twice. Wow. And uh, I said, Lord, but where I get the money? How can I? God wakes up a friend of mine in the Midwest and says, sell your farm and give your money to Michael. So he calls wow. me and said, do you need any money? I said, no, no, I don't need any money. I'm doing fine. And he said, God <laughs> disturbed me all night. I said, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've been praying for three years about this project. I told him about it. He said, that's it. Wow. And so it, it, really my life story is simply two words, trust and obey. Mm, mm. An endeavor to do that, not perfectly, not as adequately as I would like, but I, I, I endeavored to trust and to obey God. Such a powerful testimony. If you're just joining us across Faith Radio Network, he recognizes his voice. He's Dr. Michael Youssef, founder of Church of the Apostles, the preaching, dynamic preaching ministry also of Leading the Way. Um, Dr. Youssef, I also want to, I just want to praise God for how he's using us using you to remind us, our audience, how many languages, how many programs there are that are going on, how many thousands. I, I just want to praise God for how he's using you in this ministry. Yes, and I'm, as I, I mentioned to you uh, in the, during the break, I, there's nobody more surprised about all this than me because <laughs> these doors just open up and open up, and they come to me, and they said, hey, do you want this? And I want that. I said, well, good. If we can do it, let's do it. I mean, I just, you know, God does it. He opens Amen. the door. I walk through them. So we started 22 years ago recording a program that specific messages preach to people who don't have church background, don't have Christian background yes, yes. for the folks in the Middle East, the Arabic language. I speak the sentence in English, and a translator translated into Arabic. And we discovered, we, uh, Transworld Radio was really more surprised than anybody. They said, hey, millions of young people tuning in. Even the professors are telling them, uh, you're sending your program as a, uh, as a, um, a coursework for, uh, wow. to critique the translation. And so when it took off, the Far East Broadcasting Company came in and said, can we do that? I said, no, 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 I can't do this. 
it's exhausting to record 23 messages for one week and just yes. come back and preach in my church. They said, no, the technology is such we can take the Arabic out and we just put the other languages in. So we did Mandarin, Cantonese, Japanese, um, uh, and uh, Turkish, Farsi, Punjab, Hindi, uh, Urdu, and uh, wow. this is now in the 26 of the most spoken languages of the world. About 3.9 billion people would speak the languages in which we translated these messages. Wow. And just the effort, I mean, hundreds of your messages have been translated. Um, talk to us about how many different countries you broadcast in right now and how many times per week, Dr. Yusuf. Right. We, try, we go into about 195 countries and territories, uh, islands, um, from Indonesia all the way to Morocco and, and, uh, and then down to Africa. Uh, it's 195 countries, and, and then um, in these 26 languages, uh, about 13,000 times a week the broadcast goes out to these wow. all, to all these outlets. Yeah. Is there one story in this 22-year journey of media and now a 50-year ministry? Is there one story that really speaks to you, Dr. Yusuf, that reminds us, too, of Abraham and your book, Counting Stars in an Empty Sky, where you really took God at his word? Um, is there any story that sticks out that you'd like to share with our audience? Sure. Absolutely. Well, there are many. And I'm telling you, what God is doing now in the Arabic-speaking world, where these millions and millions of secret believers coming to Christ, right. and they write to us and say, your television station is our church because we can't go Amen. to the church. That's right. And, uh, so, but the one, one thing that really kind of sticks out is so amazing to me. It was a, a man who was an emir or a prince of ISIS. People pledge allegiance to him, and I won't say which country he was in. And uh, he watched the television program, and then he saw the streaming down the bottom of the screen as I preached, uh, the, the phone number uh, of, uh, of, to call somebody in his area. All of our follow-up team literally take their hands up. And I said, I do the easiest work, preach. They do the hard work. They take the life in their own hands when they follow up with somebody and disciple them. Right. Wow. But this man called, and he said, can I meet with you? And uh, our follow-up man was really hesitant, but he heard the Holy Spirit say, go. So he goes in there and meets with this guy, and shares the gospel with him, and the man was quiet, didn't say anything, and then he left, and uh, that was the end of it. He thought that was it. He called him two days later. He said, this is urgent. I've got to see you. It's important. He said, well, I was with you two days ago. He said, you've got to meet me now. So he goes in there. He said, I saw this dream that totally disturbed me. Now, just think, this is a guy, it was ISIS, one of the leaders, <laughs> but that dream shattered him. And so after he told him the dream, and uh, the, our, uh, our man basically shared what that dream means to him. It's still Jesus saying to you, I love you. And I anyway, wow. bottom line Praise is God. the man sobs and sobs and gives his life to Christ. And then he pulls a dagger from his boot. And he said, you know, this one, this dagger here is what I was going to use two days ago to slit your throat. <laughs> Gosh. And wow. now this man is working with our follow-up team evangelizing people <laughs> who are deep into extremism of Islam. And it's amazing stories like this. But this, you talk about at 71, I can't wake up 
in the morning to get to work. <laughs> this is that, amazing. Yeah, something like this. And we said, man, I'm ready. I'm going to work. I'm going to run until he takes Amen. me home. Friends, he's Dr. Michael Youssef. We have one more segment. The hour is going way too fast. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask Dr. Youssef about what's happening right now. We're going to continue this theme. It's been said that more Muslims have come to faith in Jesus Christ in the last 10 years than the previous 14 centuries combined. I look forward to his informed answers. Stay with us. This is the Jeremiah Johnson Show back in 90 seconds. back with Dr. Michael Youssef leading the way, the Church of the Apostles. Dr. Youssef, um, I, I want to ask your informed opinion because I, I hear so much. I've only written one book about Islam called Jesus and the Jihadis, and I have debated some Muslims, but I want to hear from you um, what you think about the visions and dreams of Jesus that Muslims are having as Christians. Um, how, how do we, what, what can, what should we know? What should we think about that? I think it's phenomenal, but I want to hear from you. Um, and then also, what do you think about the fact that so many Muslims are, is it true? So many Muslims are coming to faith in Christ right now, more in the last 10 years than the previous 14 centuries combined. Educate us. Absolutely. Let me tell you in the beginning, because it goes back to in the early eighties, a group of friends of mine in Cairo began to pray, and they really seriously pray, begging God, saying, God, we cannot, they cannot come to church. They cannot be publicly converted. We can't reach them. And would you please reveal yourself to them in visions and dreams? And they prayed for several years and there were very little results, but then start trickling down. And some prominent people all over now, it's in Indonesia, it's in uh, uh, North Africa, everywhere. But it was just a trickle. Prominent people began to ask, see dreams, and then they called the pastor and said, what does this mean? And, and then they get baptized. And, and, so, and then the floodgate came when the, uh, when the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, Arab Springs, and everybody thinks, well, the Arab Springs, that was bad news. But in 2010, that same group who prayed in the 80s and the continuous generations from them been praying, God, do something. And finally, oh, 10, God gave them a word. And they said, uh, and these are, look, these are Calvinists, Presbyterians, and all mm -hmm. kinds of uh, Reformed people. God gave them a word that he's going to do something great. Well, that was 2010. 2011, the Arab Spring comes in. It was a disaster, and the Muslim Brotherhood were taking over. ISIS rose in the in the Levant, and all this stuff. And they said, "Lord, that's not what we were thinking." Well, what happened <laughs> as a result of ISIS and the killing and the beheading and all this? Millions and millions of young Muslims began to study their religion. They don't know their religion. That's right. They began to study it, and uh, what they found out. They didn't like what they saw in ISIS. They didn't like so they, many of them have become atheists. Sadly, but millions mm. turned to Christ uh, through mm. media, radio, television, particularly television and, and the internet. Uh, millions of people are secret believers. Unfortunately, they have to be secret believers. But the floodgate has opened. I heard from a very reliable source that there's upward of five to six million secret believers in one Middle Eastern country alone. Wow. And this is not somebody who 
<laughs> this person is not even a Christian, but he's a highly placed individual. And so what we're seeing as a result of God's people praying that God's move is in a, a, amazing. We got letters from Saudi Arabia, from the yes. Gulf, from all over the place. I'm about to go and preach on an outreach in Dubai in two weeks' time. Wow. I mean, just and 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 I would not be surprised that the staff asked me the other day, "What's your biggest dream you got left to accomplish?" I said, "To preach in Saudi Arabia." And I tell you what, I believe that's going to happen not many years from now. And so things are breaking down, and God is opening doors and hearts. And uh, and yeah, by all out in the first fourteen hundred years, Samuel Zwemer, the great uh, missionary statesman to the Muslim world, said, "If I, I will never see." More than two or three Muslims converted to Christ in my lifetime. Well, look, they're talking about millions now. So, wow. yes, in the last uh, 10 to 20 years, there are more people coming to Christ. And when somebody from government officials telling a, an evan- evangelical group in the Middle East, they said, hey, stop evangelizing. He said, we're not. We're not evangelizing. ISIS is doing all the evangelism <laughs> for right. us. That's right. That's right. This is the amazing day. This is an amazing thing. And I am just so grateful to God that I'm alive to see it. And this is why leading the way is so vitally important. This is why, friends, wherever you're listening from, I hope that leading the way and Dr. Youssef is in your prayer list. I hope you're supporting them financially. I hope you're using the resources with which he's equipping you. Because in many of these, and Dr. Youssef, we just did an entire program with David Curry, the president of Open Doors USA. I'm, I've, I, I'm, by the way, I'm married to a redhead, too, my wife, Audrey, and I. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know what it's like having a redheaded wife. <laughs> but we've traveled, and we, we have a passion for persecuted Christians. And what I love about your ministry, and I want you to educate us a little bit more for a few moments, many of these places... You know, so many Americans are not used to the fact there's not a church on every corner in these countries where you're ministering. And so you've provided these solar-powered ways to get your... Pro- Talk about the creative ways your yeah. ministry, like a Delta Force, is getting the yeah. gospel into these countries where it can be illegal to name the name of Christ. Exactly. And and the thing is uh, that people tell me that on Friday, which is a day off in most of the Arabic-speaking world, uh, families, Christian families, would gather together uh, around a meal, but they, they spend the whole day in front of the television because our channel, Kingdom Sat, is broadcasting teaching after teaching after teaching. We feast like like your Thanksgiving uh, every Friday. Yes. We we are full spiritually, uh, and we are so grateful for that opportunity. And um, and then we have this solar power for the people who can't read uh, and and uh, write. Because it's it's a voice and the whole Bible in their language, some mm. songs in their language, and then uh, 50 to 100 messages from me on topics like fear and so on that they're really struggling with. And so they take them, hang them on a tree in a village in Indonesia or somewhere in India, and they just sit there and hear the gospel and, um, and are converted thoroughly to Christ and followed up by uh, local believers. So, yeah, whatever... We, we go wherever God opens the door. Um, we're like the, the guys who, who basically couldn't get to Jesus because of the crowd, so they went up on the roof and made a hole in it and right. got in that way. So we're going in by all means and all, all opportunities that God gives us, and he knows the sincerity of our hearts. You know, uh, those of you who are listening to us who know me or know the ministry know that for 31 years heading up leading the way, I don't receive, have never received a red cent 
I never wanted this media ministry to be an opportunity for me to enrich myself. So I made a decision on the founding uh, meeting of the board that I will receive nothing, books, tapes, and nothing. Because I want to be sure that I am the number one volunteer, and that's what they call me, the number one volunteer. And it's my labor of love, and I do it late at night, early mornings, and I'm still faithful pastor of the church, and the church is delighted to see us being a church that is impacting the world uh, day after day. You're the tip of the spear, uh, Dr. Youssef, in these countries, and people don't see the side of ministry, the sweat equity you pour into it. And yet what I've been so ministered to by in this program is you said the theme for your life is trust and obey. And just like those men who couldn't get to Jesus, they had to rip a hole through the roof. When Jesus saw their faith, he acted. And I'm praying that many people will have faith and trust in God to use them to bless leading the way in this program. Friends, um, I'm a Christian thinker, and I I can't recommend this ministry enough. Dr. Youssef and his exegetical skills, his heart, as you've seen on this program. Dr. Youssef, we're running out of time, um, but I I, I think it all comes back to your book, Counting Stars in an Empty Sky. Can you just minister for a moment to that Christian who's struggling today? They're listening to you and they think, I just, I'm not adequate. God can't use me. And yet when you look at the person of Abraham, we, you know, Abraham might not have been able to volunteer in the church of the apostles (laughs) with his past. Can you take a moment? We only have a few minutes left and just minister to those who are struggling. Well, let me tell you something. And I really mean this sincerely. I'm not, I'm, I'm I'm too old to even, uh, you know, get into trivia. But if God uses a boy from Egypt who said to him two things, I go anywhere, do anything. God can use anybody. I couldn't put two sentences together by the age of 20 in English. And so I am telling Mm. everybody who's listening, please look up to heaven, say, God, I might be feeling inadequate, but you are an, an adequate God, and you can overrule my inadequacy and give me courage to know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All I want, all that God is looking for is obedience. If you give him your obedient heart, he will do great things that you can't even imagine. Because I can tell you, I never had imagined what God is doing now. But that's just the way it works. Be patient, because God is patient. Every time I I see evil going on, I say, God, you're too patient. Suck it to these people. You know, (laughs) the evil going on. And, And God says, Michael... I've been patient with you. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Thank you. And so <laughs> God is patient, and he has his timing. So you trust him. Just trust him. Trust his timing and obey him, and you will see great things he'll do in your life. Friends, um, as you can tell from just the hope-filled message of Dr. Youssef, this book, Counting Stars in an Empty Sky, is a beautiful reminder that just as it were in the days of Abraham, I mean, when he, we haven't even had time to talk about the silence of God. Dr. Youssef, I've, I've received 30,000 text message questions in our live Christian Thinker Society events. My number two question, my number one right now is mental health and the challenges that we face there. But my number two question is the silence of God that so many Christians, they feel like God's been silent to them or they don't realize he's actually been speaking. And so I love it that you have an entire chapter in Counting Stars in an Empty Sky on the silence of God, which is right out of this wonderful chronology, Genesis 12 to 18. Friends, I can't recommend this book enough. It's just come out, and it's a great thing for you to grab this Christmas season. Make it a stocking stuffer, and you know what? You ought to do it as a Bible study. That's why I love Dr. Yusuf's teaching 
all of his books can really be done as a Bible study. They should be studied as much as they should be read. Um, they're just wonderfully exegetically sound. There's always a great biblical payoff. Dr. Youssef, we're praying for you. 195 dual language programs. You're ministering in 26 of the most spoken languages. Four billion people um, who speak those languages are receiving your message. We're praying that God will put a hedge of protection around you, strengthen you, our dear brother. And I just want you to know how thankful I am to you that you joined us on Faith Radio Network for this broadcast today. It's been such an encouragement to hear from you. Thank you, Jeremiah. And you know what they call me here in my church? Jeremiah, because I am a weeping prophet. <laughs> Amen. I love that. Well, <laughs> that is my namesake. Friends, uh, this is the Jeremiah Johnston Show. I'll be back with final thoughts right after these messages. to the Jeremiah Johnson Show. What a dynamic conversation with Dr. Michael Youssef. If you missed any of those segments, you're going to want to go back and listen to the entire show, even if you listen to the whole thing. Wasn't that a great discussion? Faith-building, hope-filled, encouraging. Um, wow, what a great, great conversation. That's why I love doing this radio show. I love these conversations that build our faith. We can answer the tough questions of the faith about trusting God in hard times and what do we do when God seems silent. Uh, but we can also be encouraged by looking to great saints in the faith. Uh, the word saints shows up all over the New Testament. Don't ever forget that. And we can learn from great saints like Michael Youssef and others whom we featured on this program. Um, their own faith journey is encouraging to our own souls. And so I want you to be encouraged by that. Okay, I have something I've been waiting to share on this show. Something that was so incredible happened last night. I just have to share it with the entire audience. Last night, Audrey and I had the greatest privilege you can have as parents. We led our daughter, Lily Faith, to faith in Jesus Christ. And I have just posted, I think, the most precious photographs. Audrey snapped a few pictures during, um, during this experience. Um, and let me tell you something. Lily Faith looked up at me, and she was not going to bed until she nailed down her salvation commitment to Jesus Christ. And I had the privilege to take her to different scripture passages. And I want to share with you the ones that I actually asked her to read in her amazing little Bible. Acts 16.31, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved. John 3.36, John 1.12, John 5.24, Romans 3.23, Romans 5.8, Romans 9, 9 and 10. Um, and right then and there, she trusted Jesus Christ as her personal Lord and Savior. It was the most beautiful experience I've had as a father. And uh, Audrey, I think, would agree with me. Um, wow. I, I'm just still over the moon by it. It warms my heart. Um, and now I'm praying for my other four kids. And let me tell you something. These boys need prayer, <laughs> the, our four sons. Um, but I just I wanted to share that with you and ask you to praise God um, for what he's doing in our daughter, Lily Faith's life. I take um, parenting and I take my job as a Christian husband and father much more seriously even than I take my public ministry. I think my public ministry is great. I thank God that the Lord has called me to be tip of the spear as it relates to apologetics. Um, but this ministry that I take more serious than any other is trying to be a faithful husband and a faithful father in my family's life. So would you all pray for me for that? Um, I, we, we keep Christ first in our home. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And we really do love the Lord, and we want to serve him with all our heart. And I just wanted to share that praise with you on this radio broadcast. And let me tell you something, friends. God's word is unbreakable. His promises are true. His mercy and his faithfulness 
is new every morning, isn't it? And so it's our joy as followers of Jesus to simply take God at his word, trust him, obey, and as we heard out, heard from Dr. Michael Youssef, move forward in faith. I want to encourage you just with some final thoughts. Please, please connect with this radio show on Faith Radio's website. Connect with all the shows. Um, Faith Radio Network does a dynamic job archiving these programs for you. And not every Christian radio network does that, by the way. That's one of the great strengths of Faith Radio Network is the fact that you can go back and you can read summaries of so many of our programs. You can share those on social media and you can be an encouragement to someone else. So don't forget today that God is trustworthy. His promises are true. You can trust him in whatever moment you're at. Jesus never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Never forget that Jesus is everything I need in every, in every circumstance. We can trust God. We can trust his holy word in our lives no matter what. It's a blessing today to have this conversation with you. We will see you next time on the Jeremiah Johnston Show. And I just want to tell you all, Merry Christmas. This is a very exciting time of the year. We have some great programs that are coming up this month. So you're going to want to stay with us every single week here on Faith Radio Network. And if you haven't yet, in case you miss a broadcast, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. Wherever podcasts are found, you can see the Jeremiah Johnston Show. And thanks so much for all those reviews. Thanks so much again for your feedback that you submit to us on ChristianThinkers.com. We'll see you next time right here on Faith Radio Network work in the Jeremiah Johnston show. Hi, I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Thanks for listening to the podcast from the Jeremiah Johnston Show. I definitely want to hear from you, so if you have a follow-up question from today's program, you can submit it to me at www.askjjj.com. you also see how you can connect with us from there across social media. And don't forget, these conversations are available because of listener support. And you can make a gift right now to the Faith Radio Network at www.myfaithradio.com. And to avoid missing future editions of the Jeremiah Johnston Show, please subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. You can do a Google Play, RSS feed. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and growing the impact of the program.